Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Cerullo. We are on to episode 54. Today is Tuesday, October 11th, and it's a good day. Fall is officially upon us, and we're no longer sweating profusely in the office. Ayers, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling fresh, man. Oh, man, we got the Facebook Live going on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, Carl. Carl owns everyone a beer because his phone went off. Sure does. <laughs> Carl, how are you feeling? Are you happy the fall is officially here? No, I hate fall. I, I don't know. I Ooh, be quiet, Carl. I perform the Breaking news. The... Blizzard Entertainment, Inc. Log in now for your free Halloween terror loot box. <laughs> I got a free loot box, y'all. That's way more important than whatever you had to say, Carl. So Carl loves fall. Eris loves fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Victor but only because fall. of the free loot boxes. That's true. <laughs> it is a Halloween <laughs> event after all. <laughs> Carbert, you hate fall? I'm not a, I, I, prefer the, I prefer the warm ones. That's all. It's because of all that Cowboys losing. Mm. That, that happens in the fall. Mm-hmm. But we've been winning. This fall. <laughs> it takes at least five <laughs> falls of victory for you to like it again. Back, well, two years ago, we, were, we pretty much had the same winning streak. We uh, did have the same wait, winning streak. How did that end up, Carl? It was a catch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Vic, how are we doing? Hey, I am doing just fine, man. Glad to be back. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, two weeks off here, so we're happy to be back. Sorry for our little interlude last week, but we're back and we are in charge. Um, going to talk a little bit about Luke Cage today, uh, the second half of our show. When we uh, get to that, the big uh, Netflix show that dropped a few weeks ago. We all binged it. Yeah, we- a friend of mine was pissed that we wasn't on yet last week. Well, you know what? It was a little soon. <laughs> Luke Cage dropped what Friday. Hey, Carl's friend, blame Carl. No, nope, <laughs> that's what I usually I'm do if things boy. go wrong. I stub my toe. <laughs> God damn it, Calbert. <laughs> oh man, but you know we were thinking about it. We needed more time to digest. That was uh, only three days, and also spoilers. There's gonna be lots of spoilers at the end. We'll we'll get we'll get to that a little bit later. No spoiler tag it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, past few weeks, um, I actually just recently got back into um. Uncharted, so I'm going Ooh. back into. Yeah, I, w- I went back to Nathan Drake's first adventure. Wait, is Drake's that fortune. What you've been up to? Yeah. Oh, I'm starting. That's cool. <laughs> I made an executive decision to start <laughs> around. Uh, that is what I've been up to. I can um, dig it. I'm having a really hard time, uh, Vic. I don't know if you've read the second aftermath for Star Wars. I keep trying to, but I'm just not really invested <gasps> in the characters. Um, I haven't even started it yet. Mm. the The third one comes out in February, so we got plenty of time. Yeah. But I'm just not feeling them, hmm. which is unfortunate. Uh, and I'm I'm just really want the next Dresden to come out, which has been like two years now. It's been the longest delay between Dresden books. Has it really been two years already? I believe so. Not since we finished it, the last one, but I think since he wrote the last one. Uh, he did write the Windless series, which I might start that one. Yeah, I I have that. I just, I can't, I haven't been able to bring myself to read it. Yeah. Maybe someday. Because last night I was in bed looking at the internet Nothing nefarious, don't you worry, Colburn. And I was like, I'm so too bad. <laughs> I was like, I'm so bored right now. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I could be doing so many things right now. So I picked up Uncharted and started playing through that again. I picked back up pretty quickly because you know you like jump into a game after a month. You're like, what the hell have I been doing? But it wasn't so bad. I hopped right back in. That game's got the mechanics of every third person shooter ever. So it's kind of like Call of Duty, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. something like that. Uh, so I'm gonna get back on that. I I did upload it to our YouTube, so I will be streaming that again uh no video this time because i was in my robe and slippers no one wants to see that i mean people might want to see it but i don't want (laughs) to share it so uh, if you want to watch me stream through that and curse a lot especially during the jet ski part (laughs) please hop in um 
And uh, yeah, some more of the the Star Wars. And Jess and I have officially scheduled our watch of all the Star Wars. She has seen the first one. She had never seen it before. So we're going through them officially. Uh, Empire. This is a quick question. How would you show someone Star Wars who's never seen it before? I would do it based off of release, but some people do it based off of one, two, one through seven. Some will do it three, four, two, three, four. No, three, four, two, three, seven, or some bullshit like that. How do you do it? I do it just straight chronologically. Just one through se- seven. Yes. Straight. Not not well, not chronologically story wise. Oh, okay. But chronologically release. on release, right? right. That's so how I do a it. New Hope first, yes, then yes, yes, Empire, yes. then yep. Return, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Cool. And, yeah. I mean, uh, that's that 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 is how George Lucas intended for me to watch them. <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I would show the uh, despecialized editions of the mm. original trilogy. Oh. Vic, that goes without saying, Vic. <laughs> yeah. Without saying, dude. When of we're course. watching a New Hope. And it was a special edition. I was like cringing at some parts. Like, oh my <laughs> god, this looks so bad. It's so yeah. bad. It like looks good despecialized. It looks terrible mm. specialized. So Absolutely. um she's been bugging me. I'm the one that's been slacking on that, so we'll definitely get back on that train. How does despecialized look in four K? I don't know. Nah, no one knows Carl doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying like you watched the Specialized version. No, no, I haven't. Wa- I watched it. I just watched the specialized edition Carl. on the Blu-ray. I watched the Blu-ray specialized edition yeah. on my Blu-ray Xbox. I feel like 4K. Carl is well on his way to killing that 4K <laughs> joke, <like> single-handedly, <laughs> just no, one, murdering it, joke, just <laughs> oh. slaying it. Yeah, got to pick your spots, Carl. <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. Co- I got one more coming up. Yeah, just just show the despec editions and Force Awakens. That's all. F- fuck the prequels. I mean, we I, will be watching the prequels. I could have uh, told you that that was going to be Victor's reply. Right, 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 right. <laughs> now we will be watching the prequels, um, and the four. Yeah, so it's going to be four through four, five, six, one, two, three, seven. Oof, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm intrigued by someone who's never seen it. So, and I mean, then she wants to see all the Marvel movies. So we're going to go through all the superhero stuff. Nice. And then we're saving Lord of the Rings for last because she doesn't want to see that, even though I love Lord of the Rings so much. Yeah, she's she's never seen the Lord of the so, Rings. Movie. See Lord of the Rings? Oh, I'm jealous. No. Wow. I'm jealous. Mm. So when are you guys going to get back into Game of Thrones? Probably never. That's a good question. <laughs> she should just watch it on her own. She should. Yeah. Hey, Jess, just watch it on your own. She's currently doing homework. She can't see you. My recommendation. You? Well, she's mm. going to download and listen yes, tomorrow. Yes, that is true. So that is true. My recommendation is do not wait for this uh, traitor over here, this deserter. Do you want to hear the latest news, by the way, about yeah, this shit? Absolutely. <laughs> Always. Oh, my God. He's Wait, there's there's breaking George, George Fat, Fat Fat Martin yeah. news. <laughs> so we talk about this at work. <laughs> He's releasing enhanced editions of books <laughs> one through five. Uh, that's so horrible. Okay, if so. I wasn't holding this co- this coffee, if this coffee was not on my table, I would be smashing the table. <laughs> enhanced editions, wow, like man. special editions oh, of the books man, that are so released. Bad. Am I am I am I lights going up here? <laughs> so like extra chapters. Yeah, these these levels are spiky. <laughs> I don't know. George really brings out the worst I in everyone. He does, man. I don't know what I like. I saw the Facebook post because I followed uh, Ice and Fire on Facebook. Yeah. And I, I don't even know. It's like experience it like you've never experienced it before. Yeah, I don't know how you specialize a book. I don't know. You you yeah. can't add special Enhanced. effects to a friggin' book. It's enhanced. Oh, I'm sorry. Like pop-up okay. chapters? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even want to read Pictures the shit. Up. And I, I commented on the thing, and I got like 60 likes. It's the same thing I always say. 
Take all the time you need. Just don't have a show come out with your shit first, and then, right? But then release be, enhanced crap. It's I'm gonna like, be super enhanced in yeah. between chapters. You're going to get uh, pages of uh, copies of uh, George's uh, increasing uh, bank account <laughs> <laughs> as, bank as you purchase the book. God, yeah. So <laughs> that was just look into that if you get time. But Are you gonna buy the? No. Oh, okay. God no. I'm never buying anything ever again. Never buying anything ever again from him. That's a lie. I'll buy six and seven, <laughs> but no, nothing enhanced. Uh, yeah, Lean into it, Carl. That was, that, all that noise you heard was just me fixing Carl's <laughs> mic. <laughs> so that's that was that's been my busy two weeks. Yeah. Carlbert, how about you? Not really that busy. I just been I DJed a couple of parties and. Um, <laughs> I checked out this new this new uh, show on HBO called Insecure. I wasn't really like that into it, so I'm gonna oh, check it out yeah. again. But with Issa Rae, mm-hmm. so um, like I said, I'll check it out one more time and then get back to you on that. Finished Spawn, the animated series. Still love it, hands down. Did that's that it. end with a cliffhanger or anything, or did that end? Yep. end? Oh, oh, he, that he just ended it with saying, "I want my humanity back," and mm. that was it. Okay. Hmm. Nothing. Hmm. Maybe they'll bring it back in the future. Maybe so. Probably depending on this movie, mm. if it ever comes so out. So if you had to tell me about that show, if you have to just describe it to me in 20 seconds or less, how would you do that, Carl? Well, just say it's Spawn, it's Star, it's... Bu- ah. You have 10 seconds. <laughs> I'm just not There's still time, it. Carl. Just I'm recover, just... Carl. Al Simmons comes back for the dead as Malboja is hell spawn and he turns back on him. The end. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a quick right? five second summary. Well done, Carl. Good recovery. <laughs> so that, and then I caught a deal with the Marvel hip hop variant covers. Um, I showed Carl, into the mic, Carl. You're driving me nuts. I can hear this every. I got headphones on. I can hear it every time. I I gotta look at my notes as well. Carl, put them in front of you. Then why are you sitting so awkwardly? Just get (laughs) in the. That's how I sit. (sighs) I can't. I don't know. I just can't do that. Carl, the point of getting you back on the table is so you don't have to do this and this and this. I can't keep still. still. I'm gonna move like probably eighty more times. Do you have ADHD, Carl? Possibly. I have I to just get someone to diagnose Carl. We're gonna do it live <laughs> on the show. Tune in. Nah, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been collecting the Marvel hip hop variant covers, so I picked up a few um, Newberry Comics had a deal for like ten of them. So I caught um like the clips, uh, the um, Spider Web series with the clips uh, album cover, um, Power Bands um hard album cover that's a tribute to um, LL Cool J's cover and many many more. So I'm in. I'll keep you updated with how much I've been collecting, and that's pretty much just it. So, what did that? What did that? How did that come about? Just Marvel and some hip hop guys got together and said, "Hey, let's yeah, do let's covers." Just, yeah, let's just do covers. After they, you know, rebooted the whole you know universe and mm. everything, they were mm. like, "Hey, let's do these uh, hip hop variant covers to tribute to famous hip hop um, albums." And that's cool. Been doing. It. I like it. Yeah, this one's all right. Hmm. Cool. I like those covers. They're pretty nice. That clip's yeah. covered pretty legit. Yeah. I like it. How about yourself, Harris? I have been uh, watching a couple of TV shows. Uh, the first one is uh, Westworld. It is the new HBO, uh, I wouldn't call it original series. It's based on a Michael 
Crichton um, movie. Uh, you might know him as the author of Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that that just premiered on HBO, and it's uh, two episodes deep, and I highly recommend it. It is a real, real trippy sci-fi uh, show. Uh, it's ba- the the premise is that there is a uh, theme park um, that is uh, Western themed. So you know, cowboys and bandits and all that good stuff, saloons, um, brothels, and all that good stuff. Um, but I- instead of being your regular old Disneyland, this theme park is populated by highly advanced robots. Uh, human-like robots that you cannot uh, tell apart or distinguish from your uh, normal, uh, you know, everyday human person. Uh, and the, the theme park is basically for the extremely wealthy. Uh, so you pay a great deal of money to go to this uh, West World and uh, do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. You can literally rape, pillage, kill, murder, drink. Because you kill robots. Fun with your boys. You kill robots. Yeah, you kill the fuck out of robots. Right, right, right. Just fucking killing, <laughs> rape them for days. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's uh, really, really super trippy. Like the first episode kind of goes uh, into the life of one of the main uh, robots called uh, Dolores. She's she's uh, one of the oldest, um, what they call uh, hosts uh, is what they, they named, uh, they dubbed these robots. Um, and it shows you kind of the loop that these robots go in. Uh, on a daily basis so it's, it gives you that perspective um your boy cyclops is in it james marston mm. uh, is in it he's one of the other main characters and ed harris who plays a creepy motherfucker man um, in black man in black mm-hmm. correct and uh he is really good in this he's really super evil and sadistic and nasty and fucking horrible and i love it he's mm-hmm. great in this um and you know the 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 premise of the show is basically that these robots um after a recent update by the creator uh of of you know the whole the whole park the whole operation the robots and everything um they're starting to to um get memories they 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 get are getting access to their previous memories which are supposed to be erased on a daily basis and they're basically like remembering all the horrible shit that all these Mm. rich assholes are doing to them Mm. and becoming sentient very slowly. Um, And, you know, it's going over sort of the... uh, you know what 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 the repercussions of of that shift is where they're becoming more and more human uh, instead of just automatons and uh you know through the first two episodes it's super duper intriguing super creepy super weird super fucked up um it's a very adult show so you know watch it after hours <laughs> uh and i'm really enjoying it i'm looking forward to where that's going uh moving forward here jj abrams is producing it and uh chris nolan's brother luke nolan oh I think? jonathan nolan yeah there you go jonathan nolan um who did he co-write the dark knight um with with uh, chris yeah, nolan right yep, he, he did. did yeah okay um uh, and, and so far it's a very high quality uh mm. show so um i highly recommend that go ahead and check that out everyone it's on hbo go uh, hbo now hbo you know all that I, good stuff. I have seen the original Westworld, the movie. Oh, really? I've never yeah. seen that thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it takes. It's like it's, I can't remember if they filmed it in the seventies or eighties. I think it was the seventies. Yeah, and sure the I don't know if I'm if if I say what happened in the movie is a spoiler for the show. Um, but essentially, it. it I mean, that movie's been out for yeah decades. So I think it's so okay. You, it's okay for you yeah. to spoil the movie. Yeah. It's fine. So 
So there's like three parks. There's Westworld. There's like a Rome world where you can live in like the old school mm-hmm. ancient Rome. And there's another one. Which I think it's water. Um, but the entire premise of the movie is, yeah, people go there. The main characters have been like saving money up his whole life to go. And then what happens is all the robots go sentient and just start murking people left and right. Like mm-hmm. just straight up for like two hours. Oh. Nice. And I was like halfway through the movie where I'm like, this is just Jurassic Park. <laughs> which is exactly what the movie was. Which is fine because it's Michael Cre- Creighton. Cry- Crichton. 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 I was Crichton. like, oh, yeah, this is, he just made a Jurassic Park. Uh, but it looks like the show is going to go obviously way more in depth than that stuff. They're certainly taking a more slow burn mm-hmm. uh, approach to, to this and how, what's going on. And they're humanizing the robots. Obviously, you can't really do that in a two-hour runtime right. of a movie too much. Um, so they're doing a lot of that, uh, you know, with with all of the robots. Like James Marston is becoming like this real tragic character through the first two. Is episodes. he a robot? Yeah, he's a robot. Oh, okay. And he just gets fucking killed like uh, over wow. and over all the fucking time. So I'm like, yeah, fucking take that, Cyclops, <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's funny. Yeah, the Man in Black is the bad guy in the movie, and he's okay. he, the guy who plays him is like a. Creepy ass dude. Dude does a really good job. I know the guy that does it in HBO is the guy from The Rock, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah really he's, he's really good. Um, but the man in black, and it's essentially just the guy running away from all the robots for yeah, like two I think hours. It was like James Brolin in the original one, yeah, like Josh Brolin's dad. Yes, yep. yep. So, um, yeah, I, I, I actually, I'm gonna have to check that out. That, that's enjoyable. Right. It yeah. was enjoyable. Hmm. That's cool. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Um, but the show on HBO, mm. super, super cool right now. If you like sci-fi. And to a lesser extent, westerns is not really a western. To be honest with you, there's a lot more sci-fi elements to it than than the the western aspect. Um, besides just the world and the aesthetic, obviously. Yeah. Um, but if you just like really trippy sci-fi, with uh, it reminds me of um, Memento uh, a little bit through the first oh, two episodes. No, yeah, actually, yeah. Chris Nolan's Memento. Um, so if you like that type of film with all these like you know time loops and going back and forth through time and seeing mm-hmm. kind of characters do the same thing over and over and start to realize all the things that are wrong in their world, that type of thing. It's very cerebral, and uh, you know, I, I think you'll really enjoy this. I, I recommended it to Randy today. Yeah, I as think he'd really enjoy that. As soon um, as seeing, I'm waiting for his response to that. As soon as seeing the movie, I was thinking, oh yeah, they can do a lot more with that. And then all of a sudden, like a month later, oh, they're developing a Westworld show. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, the movie is. Yeah, it's it was. I I enjoyed it, but. They could have done way more, obviously. Now they are, which is awesome. And yeah, obviously I mean, technology and stuff, I, so that's cool. I had no expectations. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan. I've never seen the original movie or anything. So just coming coming into it cold, uh, I think that all of you guys would really enjoy that. Um, I, I'm, I'd be interested to see what Victor thinks of it uh, when he gets around to watching it. I think he'd really enjoy that. Mm. Um so, you know, check it out, guys. Let me know what you think. Everybody on uh, on Facebook, on the podcast, email in, coachprimepodcast at gmail.com, or, uh, you know, let us know in, uh, in the comments when you leave that five-star review <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, the other thing that I want to briefly mention is a new anime series that just debuted last week called Drifters, uh, and it is by the folks who uh, created Helsing, uh, which is a pretty famous uh, anime from, from a few years back. Uh, and it, it's if you've seen Helsing and you enjoyed Helsing, you'll, you're really going to enjoy this as well. Uh, only one episode is out right now. You can stream it on Crunchyroll. And uh, it, it basically stars a, a samurai uh, back in 1600s Japan uh, who is, in his dying moments gets transported to this weird uh, like limbo type space uh, with a dude at a desk and then he gets tossed through a door and uh, he then wakes up like 
in in just some random place um, in like a battlefield or something gets picked up by elves in another world and deposited uh, in another uh, like a, a stone castle that has two other uh, people who just happen to be from ancient Japan from different eras of him uh, as him actually so one is like uh, Nobunaga Oda um, who, who was the leader of one of the clans that uh, the main character's clan had been at war with uh, like 30 years earlier and uh, he was uh, supposed dead um but the same thing happened to him and this other female character um and they're now what's what's called drifters so it looks like uh there's heroes or warriors throughout time that get taken um, upon their moment of death uh and they get transported basically to other worlds to do war um and the action is super slick if you've watched helsing you'll see that the animation is super high quality the action is super slick it's super duper gory and bloody um but they also have this silly sense of humor that they splash in throughout time, so the show doesn't take itself too seriously or anything like that. Um, through one episode, I'm really enjoying it, but I, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Helsing from the very first one to the to the OVAs, the remakes that they did. Uh, that was a lot more faithful to the manga. So, um, you know, for anybody that liked Helsing, check out Drifters on Crunchyroll. It's really, really good. I like it. Anything else? No, I'm good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Vic, how about yourself? Well, I watched uh, two new movies over the weekend. Um, well, one, one that I enthusiastically recommended. One, well, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, the first movie that I saw was uh, Queen of Catway, which is uh, Disney's uh, latest live-action film uh, starring Lupita Nyong'o, uh, David Oyelowo, and um, Medina Nalawanga. And it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a terrific movie. It's like a feel-good, feel-good tale, true-life tale about this... Uh, about this young girl, uh, uh, Fiona Mutesi, who, you know, grows up in the uh, slums of Katway, Uganda, and she's like a, a ch- she becomes a chess prodigy, like she just starts, um, she just has a real knack for the game, and uh, David Oyelowo plays her coach, um, uh, Robert Katende, who her- helps nurture her talent, and throughout the movie, you kind of see her, you know, grow up in the slums of Uganda, just uh, with her, with her, with her mom, played by Lupita Nyong'o, who's a single mom raising her and two of her other siblings, uh, three of her other siblings actually on her own, and uh, throughout the film, you kind of see her struggle, and you kind of see her, you know, trying to, you know, come up, you know, out of out of her very humble beginnings through this game. And uh, throughout the movie, you kind of see her and her and her group of uh, fellow kids in the slums uh, competing against uh, kids in the city and also later on competing with um, other international teams. And you get to see them kind of develop their talents and their skills and, you know, um, just become better people and better, better players at the game. And uh, the, the movie was fantastic. You know, I heard a lot. I heard nothing but great reviews going into it. And then when I watched it, I was like, wow, this is I really like this a lot. And uh, what I also loved about it too was the the performances were fantastic across the board. Lupita Nyong'o was really really good in it, and uh, the main actress uh, Medina Nalwanga, who plays uh, Fiona, that, this was a, this was her debut performance, and she comes off very natural natural in the film, and it was almost like they got the actual girl to play her instead. Uh, and uh, and the cinematography was gorgeous too. You know, seeing you know Africa, seeing Uganda portrayed on on screen, it's like so beautifully. It, re- it, re- it reminded me so much of Nigeria. Like if I didn't know that this film was was shot in Uganda ahead of time, I would be like, is this in Nigeria? Because like because it looked almost exactly like a lot of places that I've been to. It was mm-hmm. it was just so beautiful. And it was oh, you've also, been down there. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, been to uh, Nigeria, not Uganda. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, but um, 
but it, it was just beautiful and it was it was great to see a, a film you know a, a, an American production of a film you know, that's, that's shot in Africa that's not about abject poverty and warlords mm-hmm. so I mean that was, that was a nice change of pace so you know Queen of Katwe it's a it's a feel-good story I came away you know with a smile and uh, it's got it's got a lot a lot of great things going for it. it's like a it's a it's a movie that you know it, it plays it smart it's not it's not corny it's not maudlin and it's not afraid of go, going into some dark territory you know dark for a disney film mm-hmm. but um but yeah i highly recommend it if you're into a really good uh true life tale and i'm chess. sure behind the scenes that chess game is fucking nuts <laughs> <laughs> if I, i've seen those that tiara show i can only imagine like the chess moms are even worse <laughs> <laughs> chess moms yeah. on the history channel <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, terrific film, and nice. I and I, I would love to see it again. Um, I, w- I can imagine seeing it in four K. <laughs> you should really see those chess pieces move. Oh yeah, um, and it's and it's gotten me into you know playing chess a little bit more again on my smartphone. Oh nice, yeah. that's that's a fun game. I played that a lot when I was younger, oh, yeah. but I've fallen out of it. Um, mm. But it's it'll make you think. Oh yeah. And the second film that I saw was a was a very notable one and controversial for several reasons. Mm. It's uh, Nate Parker's uh, directorial debut, *The Birth of a Nation*. And uh, this is a film which Nate Parker directs, writes, stars, and produces. And this was like his passion project. And now give us give us a little background on who Nate Parker is, Vic. Uh, Nate Parker, he's a, he's an actor who's been in other films like *Beyond the Lights* and um, a couple other films. I like can't. Red Tails. Red Tails. Yep. And uh, this was a film that he was uh, he 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 tried to get off the ground for like the past eight years, just been working on like struggling for funding and filming it, and um, and uh, the film's also controversial. Like outside of it, he like he was uh, he was acquitted of uh, you know, some rape charges back in 1999, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this film, you know, taking the film as a whole, it's a. It's a film that I recommend. It's a film that I didn't that I did enjoy, but it does have uh, some some problems that hold it back. Like the whole film, it's about um, Nate Nat Turner, who's uh, the the slave who um, who was famous for the uh, for his uh, revolt, um, which uh, which he killed uh, uh, scores and scores of uh, slave owners, as well as their wives and children. And um, the whole film, uh, one of the big issues that I had with it was that well. It, 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 the the actual revolt takes place twenty minutes the last in the last twenty minutes of the film and the whole film is two hours long, mm-hmm. so what do you have so what you have in the meantime beforehand beforehand was like it's like whole slow burn biopic of who Nat Turner was you know him living and growing up on the plantation him suffering uh, wave after wave of violence and indignity you see his wife uh, get get brutalized to the point where her face is beaten beyond recognition and she's yeah. raped and. Um, you see, like, and there's and there's one scene where where uh, where a slave is force fed, has teeth, is knocked out with a hammer. Uh, you see a lot. You see a lot of violent shit. But then the whole film it, it, it portrays Turner as like this 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 good guy who's just had it up to here. And then the last twenty minutes felt very rushed, like rushing through the actual revolt. And um, the epilogue of the film said that said that the revolt actually lasted for forty eight hours, but you don't get that sense at all in the film. In the film, it looked like it lasted for like maybe like two hours mm-hmm. and change. And um, and I think that the film kind of missed an opportunity of portraying Nat Turner as a morally complex figure because yeah, on the one hand, you understand that in, in those times in the in the 
early 1800s, like as a slave, as a black man who's suffering one injustice after another, that he's he's pissed and he wants to lash out. And you actually do want to see him chop off the heads of multiple slave masters. I mean, that that puts a smile on my face. I don't know about you. <laughs> but at the same time, the fact that he is murdering women and he is murdering children, mm-hmm. which he did in real life, you know, it kind of it, it should it should leave you conflicted as a viewer that yeah I do feel for him and I understand that the times made him the very hateful thing that he that he sought to destroy but at the same time I can't really embrace him too much and I think that the film kind of missed that opportunity to portray him as a more complex figure and um, also too I felt like the the women in the films particularly his wife and his mother they got short shrift because there was like one part where where you think that the wife his wife would be a, a more central character but then after she gets beaten and raped off screen like she kind of disappears throughout the for the rest of the film and it's like well why even have her in in the film mm-hmm. and um and, and 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 but besides that I will say that like uh Nate Parker's performance was absolutely was great you know and I will say that uh, also Army Hammer was very good as his uh, as his friend tur- turned slave master. You know they grew up together, but then when his father dies, uh, Army Hammer's character takes over the plantation and starts you know becoming his father. Starts hitting the bottle really hard and starts treating him like shit. Well, even more. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, the film also has some really good uh, cinematography, some subdued visuals, and there's some artful artful touches. Like there's a scene like where. Nate Parker's holding like this this ear of corn which like leaks blood all of a sudden and there's some other like really artful shots throughout the film like a black angel and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh, one of the and I think that the best thing that the film has going for it is how it directly addresses how religion particularly Christianity was used as a tool to to subjugate slaves where you had slave owners pick pick and choose you know specific verses from the Bible to justify slavery that never happens yeah and then you had um and then then it's interesting to see uh. Uh, Nat Turner used used the same book, used the Bible as a as a means to justify you know rebelling and revolting against mm-hmm. the slave against his oppressors. So it's interesting how religion is used as a tool to oppress and exploit and kind of uses a means a means of control, which I which which I think a lot of a uh, lot of slave narratives don't really want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that he he acknowledged that the poisonous the poisonousness of religion at times how it could be used, and. Um, you know, overall, I mean, I will say that it's a it's a good first effort. I will say that um, if you do want to see Birth of a Nation, um, temper your expectations accordingly. It has the air of this important Oscar winning film, and um, and yeah, and let's 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 not go let's not get ahead of, ahead of ourselves. I, I say Twelve Years a Slave is a much stronger mm. film, is a superior film. But um, with with this film, I mean, Nate Parker's a hell of a talent, and um, I want to see what other films he want he could write and direct in the future. So. I would recommend that on those grounds, but like I said, check keep your expectations at the door. Okay. That was definitely in the news a lot lately. With uh, but it's they always people try to dig up stuff from people's past and they always go through that stuff and that's that's mostly what I heard. It's funny because like the conversation turns more about him than the actual movie itself. Yeah. So that's actually the first review I've heard. So thank yeah, you for he that. Actually, he did say on the Breakfast Club he was warned that because you're making this movie, somebody will try to like take shots at you. Yeah, they will come after you. And uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Ho said to check your uh, Facebook messages. He sent you an interesting link. Oh yeah, I think I saw that one with uh, Mulan, uh, the live action Mulan being uh, whitewashed. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, real. I'll, just, I'll touch on this real quick. Apparently, um, uh, there was a 
it was revealed that uh, one of the the original spec script for the live action Mulan film. Oh, this is real life. Yeah, not someone like just worried about it happening. No. Okay. Like, please continue. Like originally, um, the the leaked uh, script, the spec script was gonna be was gonna feature uh, Mulan uh, featuring a white character as like the main character slash love interest of of Mulan herself. And so, uh, so they're not going to go with that idea. Disney, thankfully okay. Not. Now, what's a, what so. is a spec script? That's like not, it, It's just something someone wrote. Something like a rough draft. Like a rough draft. Like a super script. rough draft. Or, or uh, like a spec script is actually a completely original script, not okay. based on anything. So mm. you know, could have just been. But like, I mean, Disney, D- Disney's Mulan. That white captain dude was one of the main characters slash love interests. Just saying, that story's been told. Wait, well, like like her general guy. It's been a long time since. No, the, there was the general guy was the evil dude, but then there was like then he turned good. handsome white captain man. Was he white? Who, yeah, he's totally a white guy. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. Disney's Mulan. I know it's not one of the better no, Disney the live, movies. The, 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 the uh, animated one, right? Oh, wait. I'm thinking of Pocahontas. My bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Smith. Yeah, well, literally the whitest dude of John all time. Smith. I'm so literally white. thinking of <laughs> yeah. Pocahontas. My yeah. bad. I mean, if it's Pocahontas, that's one it's thing. It's like, remember Mulan? She jumped off the... the... <laughs> you should have known waterfall? something was wrong when I was like, white ship captain dude. <laughs> I never seen, seen Mulan, so I'm <laughs> Me like... Me either. So. Talk away. Oh, really? Like, talk away. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. Yeah, it really that, that, it was that, not that, one of their better ones. No, uh, that dragon Mushu was okay. Yeah, well, yeah. what's his face played him? Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mushu. He was kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, he was good. Uh, the Hans were pretty terrifying. They did a good job with them. Okay. Yeah, it was that that movie was totally about her like pretending to be a dude and yeah. going to war and stuff. Yep, it was yep. really good. Up, it was Basically really Joan of Arc. Yeah, very similar. Except they're both real things. Um, and that was a really fun Kingdom Hearts two level. Yeah. yeah also, they're cool. releasing. <laughs> they're also releasing a Kingdom Hearts like 2.9 in February. I don't know if anyone saw that. I did. I'm having don't a little care. <laughs> it's very upsetting to be me these past few <laughs> weeks. And they're redoing the Lion King. Which I, really I did see the live yeah. action for that. But uh, what the guy for that did Jungle Book's doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, John Favreau. Favreau. Or they're asking him to they're do or try to do it. I don't know, do man. If if something is perfect the first time, there's just no need to revisit it. Like the yeah. Lion King is perfect as it is. Well, now that they, they they're doing a live action Beauty and the Beast, there's no need for that. They're, they're just they're gonna milk it. Yeah, they are. They're gonna they're totally milk it. Definitely gonna milk it. And then they, it's all gonna be in a, a connected universe. I mean, like I, know it, I, I know <laughs> I know that this all started well before um, the the current like backlash against remakes and sequels, but. I mean, okay, they should have seen this coming. Like now that they have all of these productions in place and all this stuff that's already coming out, um, they they got to be pretty damn nervous because of everything that's happened this summer, where people are just completely turning their backs against um, that shit. Yeah. Well, we'll There's see. So much of it going on. Yeah. Right? We'll see how Beauty and the Beast does. I mean, I'll start with Alice in Wonderland. I mean that, but that sequel didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But people are much under much. I'm much more familiar with In Wonderland than Through the Looking Glass. Right. Just like people are much more familiar with The Chocolate Factory than the elevator that right. goes into the sky, whatever that book was called. Yeah. Um, real quick, we're going to touch on some of the uh, New York Comic Con from this past week, some of the news from there. Uh, we'll actually start um, with the Matt Damon. His movie, because we were talking about the whitewashing, yeah. he's starring in a movie, The what's it called? The Wall? Oh, The Great Wall. The Great Wall. It's, it's about the uh, Great Wall of China. It is a Chinese production with mm-hmm. a Chinese director. Yep. Chinese everyone mm-hmm. starring Matt Damon. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. 
And uh, well, Matt Damon. I mean, I love Matt Damon. Don't get me wrong. I oh love yeah, him. yeah. Matt Damon said that he was bummed by you know the reception, the fact that it is you know starring a white lead. But he did say that the film is actually a monster movie. It's like a sci-fi fantasy film. Mm-hmm. So um, so he said on those grounds, it shouldn't be judged too harshly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, you're it, it's 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 about the Great Wall in China, not right. not, not Tennessee. Come on. Well, it makes me think of that joke from Paul Mooney on Chappelle show, the last N-word on earth. Oh, starring Star Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> I mean, can you call it whitewashing if it's a Chinese production that with was, a Chinese director? And, like he made the choice, right? Right. Is it whitewashing if it's not a Hollywood production? I mean, I heard, I've read that the Chinese will pay white people to stand in line for them and like go to business meetings with them. Be like, look, I have white friends. That's a thing. Can I, can I get in on that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've thought that myself. Listen, my, my, my complexion is light yeah. enough. I yeah. may not be white, but I'm saying I can I will, stand in. I will get you the article for that. But that's like a real <laughs> thing. So they probably saw, thought like, oh, look, Matt Damon. How much does that pay, bro? People love Matt Damon. Uh, well, yeah. I'd pay Matt Damon to stand in line for oh me. Oh, my God, all day. All day. <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, I am curious because, you know, like uh, the director, uh, uh, Zhang Yimou, he's a really good filmmaker, like Hero, House of Flying Daggers, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. He, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't made one film that I, didn't, that I did not like, so. So we'll judge it after you know, we see it. I'll judge it on those grounds. Yeah, yeah. But but, but yeah. still, having a a white hero in a Chinese mm. film. Well, the third in China. Tom Cruise. That's right. The third mm. mummy did Listen. star Brandon Fraser, and it there was the Great Wall. But Jet Li was the mummy, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, if Matt is good enough for Zhang Yimou, he's good enough for me. Right. Yeah. And I'll be the first one to call it out when I see some whitewashing. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm going to give it a pass till I see it. Yeah. yeah. As long as the creative talent behind it made that choice. I'm okay with it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, if it was all it wasn't pushed on them by some Hollywood boardroom, right? Like yeah. if it was all white people going to film there for Mulan, and then everyone was just white, like yeah. John Smiths everywhere, then that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. You haven't heard about that sweet Pocahontas Mulan crossover? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe they'll do a live action for that pretty soon. Like I said, they're all going to be in their own universe. It's going to be the DCU. Mm. The real DC, the Disney connected universe. Where mm. What else we got, on. man? Uh, right. From Comic Con, we had the. Uh, the Defenders and the Iron Fist information dropped. Yes, uh, Sigourney Weaver. She's cast as a central villain in the Defenders, mm-hmm. upcoming uh, de- upcoming crossover with uh, Luke Cage, Daredevil, and Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. So uh, uh, her her role is unspecified at, at, at this time, but um, that's a really good casting. Sigourney Weaver, great actress. Yeah, uh, I keep thinking she was in Guardians of the Galaxy, but she wasn't. She was an Avatar. No, she, right. No. I think she was, she wasn't totally an Avatar. Yeah, who am right? I thinking yeah. of? That was in. Guardians, uh, Glenn Close. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, she she can be sufficiently douchey when she feels like it in roles, so yeah. I, she could be a good foil. I'm really looking forward to that crossover. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did you guys actually catch the the trailer for Iron Fist? Yeah, yeah. Did you guys watch it. That looked cool yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Looks what cool. Though? Yeah, hmm. I, I was. Uh, I posted it on our Facebook. Nice, thanks, Carl. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was not hyped. You were whelmed. I was, yeah. I was not. <laughs> I was not under or over. I was just whelmed. Well, that he, is correct. Like it did not hit me with that hype feeling like mm-hmm. I got when I saw Luke Cage. Like that, that got me oh, hype. Yeah. yeah. But um, I was looking forward to him like the least. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how everybody feels yeah. anyway. Plus that 
dude from Game of Thrones. Like I never mm. pictured. Like he was Loras Tyrell. Finn mm-hmm. um, Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Jones. him. And he, I just never pictured him as a badass. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also he's got work to do to win yeah. me over. <laughs> and uh, Mike Coulter did so good, and Jessica Jones as Luke Cage, just getting like that sprinkle in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want his whole show. Also, just like, based off that trailer, yeah, I am not ready to believe him and Luke Cage could be boys. Oh, right, <laughs> that should be interesting. Yeah, Heroes for Hire. I'm, I'm interested to see that. Yeah, but that, yeah, that um. That did drop, so that'll be the last Netflix solo before they go into the Defenders. Yep. Just off of the top of my head, um, what 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 just jumped into my head right now, watching that and sort of, uh, I'm not historically a big fan of Iron Fist and whatnot. Like I like Luke Cage. I had never read like the Heroes for Hire stuff too much. Um, but Grant Gustin, the dude who plays the Flash, like he Iron Fist is a silly dude. Yeah. Um, and he's he's like the comedic element of that duo. I feel like. He would probably have played a really good Iron Fist. <laughs> they did say he's uh, supposed to be uh, lighter in tone, so we should see. We'll I mean, see. like I said, he is the comedic part of like. Yeah. If there's gonna be like a a action comedy series out of Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's what they're going for. That trailer went more for the action part of things, more yeah. of that vibe. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing them infuse it with a lot of you know comedic elements because so far the Netflix series have been super duper you know serious. Dark. They they've taken themselves very seriously for good reason. Yeah, mm. they deal with some heavy you know subject matter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, they, Marvel has yet to steer us wrong. That is true. That is. I yeah. agree. Yep. Uh, some other news. Uh, there are. Two new trailers, teaser trailers, one for John Wick Chapter 2 and Power Rangers. I really need to see John Wick Chapter 1, which I really want to see. You haven't seen that? John Wick is awesome. Man, John Wick is super cool. I've heard so many good things. And that was like a sneaky good thing. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) It was was super sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely want to see that. And real quick, I thought that Power Rangers trailer was super dope. (laughs) (laughs) I was was overwhelmed (laughs) on that one. I was... I was expecting to be underwhelmed. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be dumb. Or just whelmed at most. Yeah. But I really like that. Me too. I'm very surprised by the tone they struck with it. They didn't go overly campy or silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they might have gone down that route. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taking it just seriously enough, mm-hmm. but still keeping it lighthearted from what I can tell from that trailer. And mm-hmm. it made me intrigued to see more. Yeah. I wanted to see Zordon. They didn't show him. No, they're, I was very, they're holding very on to him. to see how Brian Cranston's going to pull that off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I loved Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> it's like the one nostalgia <laughs> thing that I'll be like, okay with. And I was, I'm like, I, don't know, I, was, I was watching. I, was like, I mean, I grew up I, on Power Rangers too, man. I, so I When I, just clicking it, my initial thought was just like, good. Yeah, and like one of my friends had posted it before we did, and I like never comment on Facebook anything and anyone posts, but I commented on that one. I was like, that was really good. <laughs> I was like hyped after I saw that, and I just kept singing the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Song I was myself. expecting to come away from that trailer like I did when I watched that first Ghostbusters yeah. trailer. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I expected to just be pissed at how dumb it was yeah. and how they ruined something from my childhood. It but right no, it, was, it totally looked good. Fast. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, the other, oh, I did hear that. Ma- so Max Landis, who wrote Chronicle, mm-hmm. and he wrote, he did we uh, wrestling isn't wrestling. Mm-hmm. He said he was brought in for an early draft for that, Ooh. and got fired. Oh, and then they just made, according to him, they just made Chronicle. 
<laughs> but he said he made it like retro, fun, and campy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would have wanted that. Yeah, like I like I what they did. That, yeah. I like the way they yeah, went. I, I don't want that retro. Get out of here. Yeah, that, that belongs like in the, the '90s. Retro, yeah, yeah. If, if they would have tried to set that in the '90s, I, I would have been out immediately. <laughs> yeah, like, me I too. Think I would have just like, paid any attention. It's five teenagers with attitude. They fight putties. It's not that hard. Just there you go. Just cool it up a little bit. Sex it up. Yeah. 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 Sorry, <laughs> what'd you think of it, Vic? I feel like you were in the middle of collecting your thoughts. I thought I was rather indifferent towards it. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean I mean granted, I mean um I mean, this isn't 1993 and I'm, and I'm not nine years old anymore. But so that's why it shouldn't have been camping shit. They made it cooler. Well, I'm I'm sure for like for for current generations of kids will love it, but for me, it's like, bro, eh. bro, that's Power Rangers. I grew out of this, so bro. Whatever. That's why I felt bro. about like every other thing in the '90s. Bro. What the Blue Rangers a black guy now? <laughs> cool. Hey, the black. She guy. did Ranger. you see? Did you see when she cut her hair? Super edgy. I'm pretty sure that she's gonna be the Black Ranger now, the emo one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think the Asian girl is gonna be the Pink Ranger. They're no longer racists, you see. <laughs> that is true. That is oh, true. Oh yeah, something I didn't, I didn't black like. Ranger realize black Ranger was black. Yellow cool Ranger was like, Asian. God damn it! <laughs> well, the original Black Ranger, when he answered that around Comic Con a couple years ago, he said he thought it was cool back in the day because he saw himself like a superhero for you know young black kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that it was. I can buy that. Yeah. I mean, but then how do you excuse the Yellow Ranger being? He's like the. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, R.I.P. Uh, that's a good question. That is a good question. But hey, the white man was the leader. Well, I mean, or was. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, at the end of the day, I mean, when that movie comes out, you guys can review you it. I'll something just, right. I'll just play the background. Oh, is it too much? For, it's a movie that's too well, much fun for you, Vic. <laughs> Real, just quick last thought on that. I f- if they made it like it was '93, like Campy and else, I would not have been into it. It's like I like that they're taking it and just kind of. Yeah, 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 shaking it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Put it in a bottle, shaking it up. I okay. like it. Cool. I can dig it. Yeah. Uh, other other movie news. Uh, Blade Runner sequel has got an official title now. It's called Blade Runner 2049. And that's going to be the sequel to Ridley Scott's 18, 1982 classic, um, Denise Villeneuve. Um, he's going to be directing this film. Uh, he directed Sicario last year and Prisoners. And uh, the film's going to star Ryan Gosling, Dave Bautista, Robin Wright, and Jared Leto. And Harrison Ford is reprising his role as Rick Deckard, who was the protagonist of the original film. Cool. What else you got? <laughs> hey, Blade Runner Blade Runner's a classic. I, can't I agree. I love Blade Runner. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, these hobos haven't seen it. It's going forward. Really? Yeah. You've never seen Blade Runner? You either, Carl? Nah. That's a classic, man. You guys need to watch that. I want to I want to hear a Carl Bird summary of Blade Runner, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> uh, some new details of uh, the third Wolverine film have been revealed. It's going to be called Logan. And um, James Mangold, he's returning to direct this film. He directed a 2013's Wolverine film. Uh, Patrick Stewart's going to be in it. And uh, Mr. Sinister will also be featured in the film. I think he's going to be the main villain. And Stephen Merchant is going to be in the film as well. He's going to play a character called Caliban. And also Cliff Martinez is going to be providing the music for this film. He did the music for Neon Demon, which is an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. And this is the confirmed rated R Wolverine movie, right? Yep. Yeah, that, that should be interesting. I'm really looking forward to that. I wonder how they're going to uh, base it off of Old Man Logan. I'm guessing they're just going to, by loosely based, they're just yeah. going to make it an older Wolverine and call it yeah. a day because they obviously can't do that storyline. According yeah, to the synopsis, he's older. It's 2024, something like that. He's older. His peeling powers aren't working as well. Oh. I don't even know. I, I can't even follow the X-Men anymore. Yeah. Like, they have movies set in the 80s and 90s, and they've won in 2020. It's like, how? Uh, 
You know, that, that kind of brings up an interesting point. Like, if you watch a, uh, First Class and then Days of Future Past and then Apocalypse, those movies are supposed to be like 20 years apart, but they still look the same age. Yeah. Yep. According to that, so according to the chron- chronological order that they're in right now, the 1980s where Apocalypse took place, Cyclops is 20 years old. That means he's 50 years old in 2010. And then 60 in 2024. Yep. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> or like Jean Grey, too. Uh. <laughs> but like everything ended so well for Wolverine in Days of Future Past. Now all of a sudden it's 2024. Well, first of all, he lost his adamantium at the end of the Wolverine. Yep. And then he had it back in Days of Future Past. No explanation given. Mm-hmm. And then everything's good at the end of Days of Future Past. Now everything's terrible again. That's Fox. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like Fuck he has like two alternate timelines in his head. I don't, I don't I, know. Yeah, hopefully they explain it some way. I, I really hope they do. Like this is like the end of the Days of Future Past dark timeline. Yeah. But it's just very complicated. And if you if you can't even like respect your own shit, mm-hmm. then why would I? I don't know. Did you see the Mr. Um, Mr. Sinister is a He is really real, cool. Yeah, I, that, I but that, that's that. a real weird character. Like that I I feel like that character is one that's super easy to fuck up. Mm. So, so I'm like interested their, to see how they portray it. Mm. Yeah. Did you see the um, meme that Ryan Reynolds put out right after? Um, what's the name? God. Hugh Jackman yeah, the one that out. says, that's me holding his hand, yeah. Logan's yeah. hand. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I got a good laugh at that. Mm. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out March 3rd, 2017. Uh, other news, uh, Fallout 4 and Skyrim for the PS4 will be getting mods after all. Uh, apparently, Bethesda has worked with Sony to produce some uh, approved mods for the PS4 versions. Mm. Um, Skyrim Special Edition is coming out October 28th. It's going to feature. Uh, it's going to run a native 4K on the Pro. Fallout 4 will also boast better lighting and graphics as well for the Pro. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or well, it's the PS4 Pro, so we have to call it faux K. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that says Skyrim is going to run a native 4K. Mm-hmm. Vic, that's native r- 4K. So it's real K? That's fine. Four I mean, uh, well, let me ask you this. Can the PS4 it's Pro play... Real as hell. Can it play uh, Ultra HD discs? No. Then I'm not... Then I don't care. Let's move on. <laughs> no one cares. Literally, no one was... Hey, Maurice, when was the last time you put a disc in any of your consoles for a movie? A movie disc. That's what I thought. Carl? Six months ago? For Star Wars? Well, I've been out of a console for quite Before some time. Before that, car, obviously, I mean when you had a working console. Um, I've just been uh-huh. They did the math. Everyone streams. Everyone streams. Everyone doesn't mean three people. You're the only one. 75% of people stream. <laughs> we are the... We are the majority. majority. Yep, you are the 25%. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, stream, like, yeah, stream as in the I'll take a piss. Anyway... Uh, I, I, I am going to buy that Skyrim just because of oh, that really? native 4K. By oh. the way, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get that totally. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna get like a launch or anything because that you know Final 15 is coming out pretty soon, so I'll probably get it like after that at some point. But yeah, mm-hmm. Final 15 will probably be the last game I play on the regular f- PS4. I'm not because I don't know if I'm gonna get it at launch. The Pro, we'll see. Mm. I'm planning to. So I'll let you know how s- that sweet sweet. Thank 4K you. Final 15. Looks. Also, I will probably be waiting for a VR bundle with the new PS4 Pro. That is actually my goal. Okay. When's so. the release date for the Pro? November 10th. Oh. Yeah, it's coming out real soon, Carl. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm planning on playing Final 15 there. I want the best Final 15 experience I can get. Good for you. And uh, It is. Thanks, Vic. Yeah. Other news, um, last bit of news, uh, Suicide Squad is going to receive they, an extended don't cut. Don't bury the lead. No one cares about that. 
Hey, hey, some people care. There's an Overwatch Halloween event that started today, y'all. That's the real important story. It started today. There's new loot boxes. There's new costumes. There's a sweet-ass jack-o'-lantern head Reaper costume that I want so bad. Yes. I'll be buying that immediately because apparently I haven't spent any of my in-game currency. Which well, make sure you today. open your free loot box first. Okay. To see if you get it. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Because right. you don't want to spend that yeah. currency. Yeah, I'd be annoyed at that. I was very annoyed yeah. at that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Um, Luke Cage. Yeah, uh, before we get to that, I do want to m- mention the Suicide Squad thing because it's just WB doing the same shit again. Oh, here's the real movie now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, they do call themselves the DC Extended Universe uh, for a reason. Like is it, it going to be rated R? Is it going to have, you know, whatever, like, new stuff in it that's going to be more adulty? Probably. It's 13 minutes of extra footage. Right, but is it going to be, like, have they said this is going to be rated R, the real-ass movie? No, that they didn't okay, say, like, whatever. Ultimate. Not, not the same thing yeah. as Batman vs. Superman. Everybody re- releases extended editions. I can't blame DC for that. Everyone does that now. I can. Yeah. And I will, because they'll be like, oh, it's better. Whatever. Okay, like cool. You said, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Who's that again, Vic? Luke Cage, <laughs> he is a superhero, mm-hmm. man on the man on the streets, man of the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I feel like I need to cut in here, because <laughs> Victor is once again burying the lead. <laughs> Luke Cage is a bulletproof black man. I was, I was getting to that, man. <laughs> That's be the first thing, Vic. Lead with that, Vic. <laughs> All right, you lead the fucking thing, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just did. I ended it. Hey, continue then. Shit. Uh, he is the protector of Harlem. Mm-hmm. He is super awesome. And he is a very handsome man. Very handsome. Right. So based off so the Netflix uh, shows that came out for all the Marvel heroes, they're, they're street-level heroes. Um, they've had Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Now we got Luke Cage, Iron Fist to come. Uh, Luke Cage is, like you said, a bl- bulletproof black man. Mm-hmm. After the events mm-hmm. of Jessica Jones, he moves 20 minutes worth of a drive up the road to Harlem, about an hour walk. I Google mapped it <laughs> <laughs> just to see how far it was. Um, so you're telling me that Luke Cage could have literally just walked up to Jessica Jones' apartment and just be like, hey, there's a dude bothering me. Oh, first off, um, spoilers. I should. Oh, yeah, we're going to yeah, yeah. say that. Spoilers. This is going to be all spoilers. Okay, so uh, you've been properly warned. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jessica Jones, there's this dude diamond back. I could probably use some help. What's mm-hmm. up? Yeah. So you, 20 minutes. No, no, 20 minute drive. Well, if he yeah, walks, I mean, he could have just Ubered. It's New York, there's taxis but everywhere. I don't think he had a phone. I don't think he had a phone. Did he have a phone? He didn't have a cell phone because he wanted to stay off the grid. Pretty sure everyone around him did. Yeah, I'm sure he could have called someone. Literally anyone. Right. Like that lawyer friend. Pay phones? I'm sure those still exist over there somewhere. Yeah. I don't think so. Walked into gone. a bodega. Yeah, but I think he, so. The re, so he moved up the road to Harlem to get uh, away from the past, and then again the past pass with Jessica Jones, um, and he wants to start his life anew. And uh, Vic, leave us some of the details of the show, the production of the show, if you got those in those copious notes there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> the actor. Oh yeah, uh, the film. The film. The series. <laughs> all of a sudden, Victor's turned into Carl. <laughs> <laughs> you got them all. You got them all. Boo, hot and bothered. <laughs> now the show uh, stars uh, Mike Coulter mm, reprising his role of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Real name Carl Lewis. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he changed his name. I mean, who the hell is named Carl? I don't uh, even like my first name. <laughs> <laughs> Car- Carl is, Lucas. I, yeah. Lucas, Lucas. Yeah, Carlos yeah. is a sprinter? 
Huh? He was an Olympian. No, you're thinking Carl Lewis. Yeah, that's yeah. he did say Carl Lewis, right? Yeah, Victor yeah, yeah, said he, Carl Lewis. He was a sprinter. But it was funny in the show when they kept saying Carl, Carl, Carl. I was like, <laughs> Carl, Carl, <laughs> Carl. I just said that like yeah. by <laughs> so much in TV oh, now. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so 13 episodes of Awesomeness. Uh, the show is uh, created by uh, Chio, Chio Hodari Coker, who is the uh, writer and executive producer of shows like NCIS LA, Almost Human, and Southland. And uh, what's interesting about this about this show is uh, that it's a uh, it's it's you know it's li- like like Dare, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. It's all about the street level, uh, where um, where it takes place primarily in Harlem. And what I like about it too is that Harlem is very much a character in the show. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and the show has like this level of authenticity that I that I that I found most welcome because uh, my biggest fear going into the show was that it would it would show like this faux authenticity of like exaggerated blackness, if you will, like oh look how hood we are, <laughs> and it's like and it's like no, it feels like a very real place. Yeah, they really embodied the um like just the culture of like Harlem. Yeah, that really like struck out, struck out to me. To me, I was like watching. It was like New York and Marvel meets New York in the cover. So I was yeah, really. So I really like dug into this. Mm-hmm. And and also what reminded me of that the New York undercover mm-hmm. thing was that how they cleverly used uh, music artists. Yeah. to feature in that nightclub, uh, yeah. Harlem's Paradise. It was definitely the best music that any Marvel has used ever, in my opinion. I thought, mm. I'm not a big music person in general. Uh, it's one of my favorite soundtracks for any television yeah. program I actually, I've like, ever seen to ever. It. Like, not, not just Marvel, not just yeah. superhero, but just anything. Yeah. Like, the oh. soundtrack to that show is excellent. Because, Carl, you sent it to us, I believe, and yeah. I was I was listening yeah, to that like, nonstop. Some genius put it together on Spotify, yeah. and I was yeah. like, yes! <laughs> and, uh, just sent it to like so many people. Yeah, and the the composers of the of the soundtrack of the music are are Ali Shahid Muhammad from a tribe called Quest and Adrian Young who did the who did the score for Black Dynamite. Oh, movie. that makes a lot of sense yeah. why that score's so awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And plus like the the show is actually considered a neo neo black exploitation and I can totally see that. Well, mm-hmm. probably really? it was hmm. created during the black exploitation era. Yep. So. In 1972, yep. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, what was cool is that um, aside of how they use like different uh, music artists like Faith Evans, Raphael Sadiq. When they use Raphael Sadiq in the first episode, I was like, especially when he played that song, Good Man. Like, yes, I love that song. Stone Rolling is an awesome album. And also to- check out the video to that song too, because Tyrese from Walking Dead is in that. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, also too, uh, what was it? What was I going to say? There was something else too that that I really liked about the show are the villains as well. Um, you have a uh, Cotton Cornell Stokes, aka Cottonmouth, played by Mahershala Ali, and Alfre Woodard. She was really good as a uh, as Mariah Dillard or Black Mariah. Mm-hmm. Like like it's been it's been I don't know how many years it's been since I've seen Alfre Woodard sink her teeth in a meaty role like that, and she mm. knocked it out of the park. Someone uh, messed up at Marvel because she was the mother who made Tony Stark feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Son dying. So yeah. someone made a boo boo in that casting because it is not the same character, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the same universe. Mm-hmm. So it would, I thought it'd be interesting if they said she had like a long lost sister or something that just say like something a, like a twin. Yeah, <laughs> but I um her I've never hated a character more like a villain. I hated her so much. God, I hated her so much. Speaks well. Yeah, to her. yeah, she did really well. Mm-hmm. But it's like if any also if any politician gets arrested three times then not charged, they're still probably gonna be in a lot of trouble with the media. Yeah. Like she like she 
I liked how she uh, how she used the media to her advantage, basically mm. painting Luke Cage as like a, a freak, and mm. how how everyone needs to stop him, and others like him, like the basically like, like the mutants of the MCU, although they can't use mutants legally. Right, right. Um, I liked how she used the, the media to her advantage in that way. I liked how Cottonmouth was portrayed, like he was like he was like this laid back guy who was all about cultivating this image of being like this this self sufficient gang leader, this crime boss, the king of New York. Like like the king of New York, basically. I lo- I love that one shot, especially where he's walked, where he walks in front of that Biggie Post. uh, poster, and the crown's like right like on top right of his on head. Right on top of his head. Yep. Yeah, like he it, was he was my favorite character in the show, actually. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like I I really like because you could tell like Mahershala Ali, he like he's a really good actor, and like he he gave that role his all. Like he really enjoyed that. You can tell. Yeah. And like yep. and then like midway in this in the series when when he died, I was like, oh, I was I not happy about that. I, was, I, was, I wasn't either because I, I was I'm super upset. upset that he was gonna be like the main villain, and then like yeah. it killed yeah. him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, um, well, first off, about the music, just um, the the music was excellent. To your point, the uh, the Raphael Sadiq, um, that 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 performance was awesome. Yep. Uh, my favorite was, I think it was episode three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, three might have been the Jadania, the Jadania, yeah. Long um, of the Chief. Yeah, Long of the Chief. So it would have been episode four then, where they had Charles Bradley. Uh, yeah, ain't it a sin? <laughs> yeah, ain't it a sin? That was my favorite performance of the entire show. Mm. Uh, that old man was fucking feeling it. <laughs> he was putting it down on that stage. I was like, damn, he was showing them youngins what it do. Mm-hmm. Wait, Berman says, Konnichiwa, Victor, Konnichiwa, bitches. Victor sucks. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Berman. Uh, so, yeah, I. I my thought on this show is that it's very much a tale of two halves. Um, the first seven to eight episodes of this show were some of the best television that I have seen um, ever, pretty much. It was really, really good. It reminded me of uh, The Wire um, in, in certain aspects. The the Like you guys uh, already mentioned, the cultural authenticity of the show, the soundtrack, like everything was... Like, I, f- I feel like the music uh, in itself was a character in the show. Mm-hmm. It was very well thought out and it really added something to the production instead of just being something in the background. Like if you go back and you um, really compare it to what's been done just even on, on the Marvel Netflix Netflix shows um, like Daredevil and the music and that it's just background noise when you compare it to Luke Cage um, and all of the performances of the main cast of those first seven eight episodes like you said Marshall Ali mm-hmm. um, is Cottonmouth Black Mariah was really good uh, Pop was really friggin good um, and everything that was going on in that in the neighborhood and all the history that was going on and all the background stories that they were telling us in the background um, episode uh, episode four uh, where uh, it tells us Luke Cage's backstory yep. uh, and all of that good stuff was just amazing. Like I, I feel like they didn't make one misstep. Uh, from the point in episode six where uh, Cottonmouth gets killed off, I feel like the show really went 
downhill. Like it, it, it didn't become terrible or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just that Diamondback is it's, such a weak villain compared to it's Cottonmouth. When they replaced yeah. Cottonmouth with Diamondback, right. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. I don't know if the if the actors didn't have the charisma. I that, think you know what I don't think I I, I thought the same thing at first, mm-hmm. and then I, I really thought about it. And I I think it was that character is just a shitty character. Yeah, he was he's a cartoon character. They don't yeah. they didn't give him much to work with. He yeah. has no complexity to him. He just comes in. I'm your brother, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's like okay, man. Like I I was kind of pissed because he played him very cartoonishly. Yeah, but man. I think that's what that character called for. So I can't mm. blame that actor that that shitty character had to play, be played shittily. Mm-hmm. And and to that, I'm glad you brought that up because like one of the problems that I had with Diamondback was the fact that I don't know if it's just a weird case of like of questionable writing, but the fact that Luke Cage didn't immediately acknowledge him as oh shit, there's my half brother. Yeah. Like like the like the whole like the whole part where up until the point where uh, where Diamondback shoots him with Shoot that hammer him, bullet, he's like you're like my brother, and then uh, Diamondback's like goes. N word, I am your brother, and then he shoots him, and then you find out that oh yeah, they are literally half brothers, mm-hmm. and it's like well no, he didn't know he was his half brother though. Well, he literally he did didn't know. He, he thought they were friends. I mean, yeah. until he had that flashback that he totally remembered. Oh yeah, that's totally my brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember they had that flimsy ass flashback in the church where he's like, oh, that's... oh yeah, my dad totally banged his mom. Yeah, yeah that's 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 why I thought the, the writing was yeah. questionable because when yeah. I saw it, when it I saw was that weak. also like, that that whole episode. Um, I mean, I thought the part was that right after the they're in the theater. Yeah, like that part. There is it. Luke Cage's theme song, like when he like Luke Cage is out, like a very specific song plays, like right up before he hit the pillar to like knock it down. There's a specific yeah. song that plays, and I love it. Like when you know, like Luke Cage is about to go bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think it's it's a lot of different hip hop. Yeah, but that, that I have to play. find that. I don't remember too. any any one song sticking yeah. out to me as like a theme. When he mm. started like doing his thing, they started playing a song, which I feel like I heard more than once. But I'll have to find it. Mm. But like I enjoy, I, I enjoyed that scene in the in the inside the theater, like when he knocked the, the yeah, yeah. pillar out. But then he's like walking down in the middle of the street for like it seems like forever. And all of a sudden, he's just behind him again. Mm. And yeah. then there's just a dump. This is a garbage truck. Yep. Yeah. There. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty convenient. Yeah, but that's that whole. I think that kind of like confused the whole thing because it was just weird. Yeah. yeah, and also for a dude who, is, who's like obviously trained shoot in, him in the military face. tactics, shoot him in the face. He kind of sucks at shooting people. <laughs> like you're really terrible. You have terrible aim, but you have a scope. That always happens. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> he did have a scope, didn't he? Oh, he did. He did. It oh. was a sniper rifle. Oh. Yeah. What did you guys think when, about the the final fight between uh, Diamondback and um? Cage? Oh, it was super shitty. Like I said, like the last. Okay, that was I was expecting like a lot, a lot, a lot more from that. Yeah, final fight. I was. Yeah. I was laughing my ass off when that uh, that older guy, uh, Bobby Fish. He's like, "What kind of John Paul Gaultier shit is this? Looking like a pimp stormtrooper." So I'm like, <laughs> "He does look like a pimp stormtrooper." My costume was super bad. It was uh, so terrible. When I was reading some of the Luke Cage stuff afterwards it, they did try to pull that like right from the comics sometimes it's better off left in the comics like yeah. the quick throwback to luke cage's original thing it was like you look like an idiot damn yeah. fool i um, actually read somewhere i'm not sure how legit the um article was but quentin tarantino was actually upset because they didn't use the original uh luke cage costume with that's the yellow shirt dumb well i'm glad yeah. quentin tarantino's not directing <laughs> well, netflix shows they did, they did. Wait, do, you, do you have anything from our facebook feed carl i keep yeah. seeing you like staring at your phone and coming back to the mic like you want to say something yeah um let me see Fre- mostly it's all from Furman. he says it's the most chocolatey delicious show i've seen <laughs> the cast is fantastic 
They fucked up killing stoves. I haven't seen an episode since. I can smell Victor from here. <laughs> and top characters in the show. One, Luke. Two, Stokes. Three, Shades. Yeah, I like Shades. I, I like shades, shades, was cool. shades was good. I th- Before we get to uh, the rest of the villains, I think I might have been the only person who enjoyed the last fight. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, not, I, I did enjoy the last fight, as cornball as it was. I just like. I, I thought it was like some bootleg inspirational <laughs> bullshit. I think well, that's you know what they were trying to get <laughs> at. Yeah. Though. It reminded me of the fight between Debo and Ice Cube in Friday. It really did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a very that. good. That's, that's good. a very good comparison. Like the, the thing that really like lost me was when uh, what's her name, the nurse. What's her name? Oh, Claire the Temple. Temple. Claire. Yep. Started going, Luke. Luke, I'm like okay, but it was this like is off fucking it was like corny. Off too. <laughs> I am, oh, do- I am done with you've lost me. I just, oh, I like man. that there was in these Netflix shows because they are very street level and they kind of go back and like the superpower they don't they kind of dial back on that but luke cage is like the one guy in this netflix crew that could literally be an avenger mm-hmm. if i were tony stark i would have recruited luke cage and not spider-man for the <laughs> airport fight and i like mm-hmm. that his fight last fight was literally just him versus another superpowered guy i just thought that was great they just punched the shit out of each other i loved yeah. it it was kind of it was, there was some very cornballish moments there I mean, but it was harlem versus diamondback yeah yeah I, I was not a fan. It was of actually that like the series finale of Arrow this past I, year, to which was weird. To be fair, I didn't think the action in this show was great uh, at all. Like overall, it wasn't. But I also chalked that up to the fact that Luke Cage didn't really have to do much. Mm. Yeah, he didn't really have to like MMA anybody. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he just, just he just walks up to people and pimp slaps them. Yeah, to sleep. it's great. Oh, this, the yeah. for, the of, uh, for episode one when um. The guy who plays Shug Knight broke his hand. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was awesome. actually pretty good. He just not, he just like damn near murdered those guys. And then the last guy standing there, who's really big, he's like, "Y'all don't even like me." <laughs> not the exact words that he used, <laughs> and he just ran off. That, that was, was the that was hilarious. That was like the, that was the first part they showed his powers, and that hand breaking on his face was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and the same same yeah, thing with Diamondback. Cool. The very very end, punch him in the face because his face was uncovered. Yeah. Just punch him in the mouth. <laughs> you all, win. <laughs> Come on, guys, maybe, Let's get it together. You know, maybe yeah. it's like, well, I think it was more. Like I mean, he did punch him in the face to end the fight. That is true. But he should have done that from the start. I also think it's cool that Luke Cage kind of brought in the the incident, as which they call it, because it was yes. all Chaturi 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 yeah. technology that was yeah. powering him. So mm-hmm. that's like the biggest call through to the movies that they've had so far. Yeah, which yeah that was, was cool. that was really interesting. And Hammer Technologies from Iron Man Two, yeah. like Tony Stark's rival. Yep, mm-hmm. and the metal was the alien metal that yep. the Tauris had. Yep, mm. yeah, so I really enjoyed yeah, that. Very interesting. <laughs> that fight was pretty funny. Um, Furman wants us to mention Misty, uh, yes. who is the worst cop of all time. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! She's literally the worst. No, she she I, didn't arrest one person. <laughs> I thought she, I thought she was a very good character, Simone Missick. Uh, she pl- she did a fantastic job in that That's role, mm-hmm. and um, she at, did as Mercedes Misty Knight. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they did they did provide a teaser at the last episode where she was shot in her left arm, so she might get yeah. a bionic uh, mm-hmm. replacement yeah. later on. So I thought that she was a, healed from that real quick. Yeah, because uh, I noticed that too. Because <laughs> like the, the bullet uh, went through her arm. I'm they like, said her hit yeah. an artery, and they said you might lose your arm, and then she was okay. Yeah, like it never. They never um, brought that up again at the, towards the end of the episode. She was using her arm. <laughs> yeah, she, her arms in a, in a sling. It's like yeah, I'll be fine. That that I will say that Harlem Police Department was the most useless police <laughs> department. <laughs> yeah, um, she did arrest people. They just immediately yeah, got out. All of them. Yeah, and <laughs> all of them. Not one person she arrested got arrested. Well, that's part of her frustration. You know, like she to the point where she spazzed out shit. on Claire Temple. At she one couldn't point. do shit. Yeah, she. Everyone's spazzed out. Well, yeah. I want to get to that one quick second. Um, back to the cotton mouth where I think the show took a little bit of a 
not die, but the quality went down because he got replaced with Diamondback. Mm. I love Cottonmouth. His laugh yeah. annoyed the shit out of me in a good way. <laughs> annoyed? It was awesome. It was I awesome. I loved that laugh so it much. Was, and I was like, yeah. no, stop doing that laugh, Cottonmouth, big fat jerk. And then when he got knocked <laughs> out of the window, I was like, oh, maybe he's okay. He's crawling away. Oh, no, he's dead. No, no, he's dead. <laughs> I was not expecting him. No, I did not expect that either. That was a total surprise to me, and I was very upset. Yeah, um, uh, so there were so many villains in that freaking show. There's so many villains. Yeah. And Shades was another villain. He was, Shades was good. Yeah. 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 Shades yeah. was good. That police department also had so many crooked cops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was another surprise, too, which I should have seen coming when he was with Chico, and he, like, Oh just yeah! Choked him straight you didn't out. see that coming? No, I saw it coming from a mile away. I'm weird. like, he's sitting here eating, and I'm like, oh, you dead? <laughs> it was <laughs> so weird, bro. You're so <laughs> fucking <laughs> dead. Might have been all the Chinese food I was eating, <laughs> but I did not see that one coming. Um, saw it coming from a mile yeah, away. I feel like I should have. Definitely I should have. When Pop died, though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he was really good. But yeah, man, like her partner, like they, I think they did a nice job with Misty's partner. Um, mm-hmm. What was the dude's name? Oh, Scarf. Yeah, yeah, Scarf. Yeah. Like, I feel like he was a real tragic character. Like, once they revealed his backstory with his kid dying and all that stuff, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, man, that guy that guy lived a shitty life. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And who was it? The lieutenant guy? The Dominican dude? Mm. He was just an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the other crooked cop. Oh, yeah, Played right. by Manny Perez. So many mm-hmm. crooked cops. He was so crooked. He was, always he was such one. an asshole. And he just gave himself away like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they arrested Cottonmouth... I was just like, I remember at the very end of the episode, I'm like, what are they arresting him for? He died. Yeah. And then the next episode, he got out. Yep. Because they couldn't keep one person under lock and key <laughs> for any period of time. Hey, I've, that... met, I've met that dude, Manny Perez. If I ever see him again, I'll tell him to stop being a stupid crooked guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And also, random thought, Theo Rossi, Theo Rossi, the guy who plays Shades, he does look like a Hispanic Adam Sandler. <laughs> Just saying. When he was that dude's yeah. name is Theo Rossi, though. Is he Hispanic? No, he's yeah, he Italian. Is. is he? No, he's Italian. I mean, that his he name is Theo Rossi. I thought he that was. sounds Italian no, he's as hell. Italian. Maybe he's adopted. Look it up. Um, Doesn't he play a Hispanic, Hispanic character on um, Sons of Yeah, Anarchy? his character is actually half black. So half you just assume that he's Hispanic because he played another Hispanic character, Vic? He played well, He played a, quite a few, actually. That's what I would assume. Yeah. So he's been typecast, is what you're he, saying. <laughs> he, that was the only time I ever like cheered for a villain when he was in the elevator and those guys tried to get him. I was like, no, shit. That was actually pretty cool. I oh, totally, yeah. like, I, I, I thought he was dead. I really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it turns out there's a lot of useless crime Lo- not even lords, but just criminals. And yeah. That show. Oh, yeah. And then when that one dude who tried to step up and then Shades just killed him at the end after he tried to kill him in the elevator. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then the, the guy that killed Pop. I was very upset. It's like he had a parlay. Why'd you just go straight up and do that? They had some. They were doing something. Why did that guy, like, you know, everyone's trying to take power and stuff like that. And then that started the end. But I understand that also started, like, the entire show. Yeah. And that, but just FYI, that dude's full name is John Theodore Rossi. There's okay. no fucking way that dude's Hispanic. <laughs> um, my question for you guys is how did you feel about them? I don't know if they did, because a lot of the, you know, the Black Lives Matters movement kind of mm-hmm. played a role into, I feel like, into the show a little bit. Yeah. Uh, especially with the Meth- Method Man. With his I whole part, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was probably one of the best parts of the whole show. Yeah. But they're yeah, doing that a lot cool of that stuff with like them going after the young black kids. I always noticed that yeah. it was always a black cop that was doing mm-hmm. the things to the black kids, mm-hmm. but um, they kind of played on current events a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And how did how did y'all feel about that? Well, I knew they started shooting it last Labor Day, mm-hmm. so by that time, during that time, I think it was the Freddie Gray incident in Baltimore mm-hmm. was going on. So 
like they you kind of knew they was gonna mm-hmm. touch I didn't yeah. I didn't know that I'm I glad they did it. yeah but I did not know that they were doing people. that yeah I don't know if they would have gone that you know gone there yeah. they totally did yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean they they yeah. uh, they, they very specifically said that the hoodie was a callback to Trayvon Martin yeah. mm-hmm. for example um yeah. so I'm sorry go ahead Vic yeah uh, I was gonna say that with the I love the fact that they use a, a bullet riddled hoodie mm-hmm. as like a political statement in yeah. this in the in the show mm-hmm. like the fact that you have a, a bulletproof black man as as a hero is a really really profound and really ballsy statement to make especially yep. in the light of like you know black men who have been killed by cops on camera like you know Falanjo Castile and Alton Sterling among others mm-hmm. and I like the fact that um, there was one scene where Method Man he's out, he's he's, in, he's being interviewed about by Sway yeah. on his radio show and you, you see this montage of different black men different black people actually wearing bullet riddled hoodies yep. so when the cops pull over and try to apprehend them it's, it's always some other somebody else and not Luke Cage I thought that was a really profound and awesome statement to make in the show so I thought it was done very well I agree. That was that was pretty cool. I like that Method Man cameo as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that the show really knew what its identity was, which I really appreciated. Um, it is unapologetically black and super it, black. It knew it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is super duper black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, from episode one to eight. <laughs> yeah, I was telling more. I was telling Maurice about the. Um, that article that my cousin of mine, shout out to cousin Gloria, she posted this up. Um, how like people were really upset because it was just they felt it was too black. But I'm like, see, I'm, it's I'm, in Harlem. I got mm-hmm. something to say about that, and mm-hmm. it might not be what you guys think. What? Uh, I got I got to call some bullshit on that because there were certain websites and and you know just media in general trying to push this thing saying that oh there's all these white people that are pissed off that Luke Cage is so black and I was every very time upset. I've seen <laughs> I know you were <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing you can do about <laughs> it <laughs> um, I, I've seen several articles uh, pushing this narrative and every one of them just had the same like list of eight tweets from these <laughs> same eight yeah. people um, and i'm like okay so you're so trying hard, to use man. these eight tweets to make it look like it's like an epidemic like <laughs> fuck you my biggest there's always peeve. gonna be somebody who's offended by everything yeah. mm-hmm. it's not gonna be a fucking outcry like the fact that luke cage came out on that friday and it crashed netflix servers it, it nice. crashed yeah. netflix <laughs> mm. When the hell have you ever seen that happen? That tells me that there were plenty of people who were glad to be watching that show. So, you know what? Fuck that narrative. Fuck everyone who was pissed off about it first off, but fuck that the me- the media and the websites who tried to push that and try to make it look like it was a bigger issue than it actually was. My biggest pet peeve right. ever is when you see an article or journalist journalism and they say, "Oh, someone feels this way." The internet is really angry about this, uh-huh. and then they literally just quote four people on Twitter. Right? Yeah, I could type in butt stuff into Twitter, and there's lots of people doing butt stuff. Like ten people mm-hmm. doesn't mean the whole country's in an epidemic of butt stuff. The internet loves <laughs> butt stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, mean there, that there, that is a factual statement. There may be way more than ten. That was a bad example. <laughs> That's a real bad example. <laughs> but I'm just you know what I'm saying. You can find yeah. anything that people be upset about, and, and then write an article about yeah. it, and you'll find a whole bunch of like clickbaity list articles, yeah. which I really hate. It's like the uh-huh. stupid, uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, and also too, like I also like the fact that um, in the last episode, the villains, particularly uh, Black Mariah, actually won in the end, and Cage, you know, he's back in the pokey. 
but he won't be in there for long. Mm. And there's and, and, and it leaves some some interesting uh, threads. Like for example, that one scientist who actually gave Luke Cage his powers. The fact that he's recovered Diamondback. So I wonder what how many experiments is he gonna perform on him? Yeah, because he was able to. They did a good, uh, bad job of destroying his work. Yeah, because he immediately found it. Yeah, he immediately uh, found the, his random hard drive. It's like, oh, back at back at it. Yeah, our fan Furman uh, with a good point on the chat uh, that totally makes sense. Uh, he says, "Shade looked like Daddy Yankee." He sure does. Hmm. <laughs> he Actually, does look fr- like Daddy I have a Yankee a lot. Who looks just like shades. Like he went, he was wearing the shades. I'm just like, yo, you really do look like. Him. <laughs> I tried wearing my is sunglasses your, inside, and I just tripped yeah. over things. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bad idea. Hey, Carl, wasn't he in? It's a tough when, act to pull off, man. Wasn't he in When the Bow Breaks? He was. He was. <laughs> I'm not was. nearly cool enough for shades inside. I'm just yeah, <laughs> but, um, but but I will say one of the. I guess one of the more ruthless villains that, that I've seen in the show was in a flashback. It was uh, Mama Mabel Stokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was a G. Yeah. Mama Mabel was a G. She was not fucking around anytime. What, um, she fucked them kids up, though. Oh, oh she yeah. did Quick profoundly. Because yeah. the only thing I, I missed, um, when, he, when she made Cottonmouth kill his uncle, what did he do? Did he, he sold them out to the uh, Hispanics. Okay, the Puerto Ricans. Yeah. I, I think I like either didn't pay attention at that point or yeah. something. He, was happening. he basically tried to sell like their crime empire, like mm-hmm. in a partnership to get like out of them. the business, yeah. right? Well, to take over Mama Mabel's business, he, gotcha. tra- he tried to basically sell whatever they had to run guns or whatever yeah. it was yeah, yeah. Um, to to the Puerto Ricans. Gotcha. Mama okay. Mabel or Stokes mm-hmm. sold him out and. You know the rest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And no, and that little kid that got and plus like uh that that guy was actually, I guess, molesting. Um Yes, he Mariah. was. That's yeah, what I yeah, thought. Mariah. I okay. Mean, not I thought what that you they they made it pretty explicit. Yeah, yeah. that I, I caught that part, but there was I feel like there was more to that that I missed, which I didn't. Yeah, I mean but that's yeah. why she killed Cottonmouth. He yeah. totally said she wanted it. Yes. Yeah. Correct. She did not. She did she not told approve him of that, that statement over mm. and over. Yes. Yes. With a mic stand. To yep. the face, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> First, a uh, champagne no, bottle to the back to of the head. Oh yeah, yeah, no, then, it was yeah for sure. To the chest, and then because um, shades actually came in and started punching him in the face to make it look like Luke Cage um, killed. That is true. Yes, that did happen. Yeah. That. Well, yeah, I remember yes. thinking like the mic stand to the chest. I was like, is that enough? But I guess it was. I mean, he did fall like a few stories. Mm-hmm. 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 That sure. really upset me. What What did you guys think of uh, Claire Temple in this show? I feel like this, not feel like this was definitely the most involved yeah. she's been yeah. in any of the Marvel Netflix shows. That road trip they took to Georgia was weird. Yeah, it was like all the weird. You know, it was out of nowhere. And like all this stuff has happened because it's New York. They have cameras everywhere. Luke Cage is doing all these things. He's in fucking Georgia. <laughs> He's not even anywhere near you. I thought it was a little weird. Listen, but she was bro, heavily he had involved. a hoodie on. That is true. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. I thought I thought Claire Temple worked into the show very well. Um, I like the fact that she's stepping up, like she's starting to find her calling of helping these uh, these street level superheroes. Yeah, you know, after what she's been through, so I think it's an, she was an organic fit. I th- I, th- I think that uh, they're doing a real interesting thing where they're weaving her narrative through all of these shows, and I'm wondering, mm. you know, wh- what she's gonna do in Iron Fist. Like she's gonna be in that. Yeah, they just we announced that. that. They announced it during Comic Con. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So Claire right. Temple is gonna be in it. That makes yep, a lot nice. of sense. Um, but it's it's interesting that she's on her way like and they call out night nurse that's her comic book uh mm-hmm. character <laughs> well that's another thing it, well, <laughs> and they make a call the, out the interesting about that joke. is that she is technically not the night nurse she was going to be the night nurse mm-hmm. but then this the movie people said no really because rachel mcadams is going to be the night nurse in doctor strange really yep so that was the tv people saying 
fuck you guys. She's oh, the night nurse. That's oh. ridiculous. So they're like, oh, Stephen Denight, he did Daredevil. He was like, oh, yeah, we just called her Claire Temple because she's another actress. Oh, that's or another, another comic book character. Yeah. That's super whack. Super whack. Like that. Mm, That's a real DC move, Marvel. Yeah, I was happy about that. <laughs> they had plans for her in the in the movie thing. Yeah, but it's yeah. like if she's only helping Doctor Strange, and what the get out of well, here, Rachel McAdams. I love you so much, but get out of here. Unless unless they <laughs> establish a night nurse clinic. Yeah, that's for sure. No, 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 but no. I mean, I feel like she could be a good link between the movies. I feel like Luke Cage of all the shows is the biggest. They could be the biggest link to the movies because oh, yeah. he is such a freaking G. He's so cool. Yeah, he is super yeah. cool. God, he's just so cool. I really want to see him in mm. Avengers. Like, I really I want to see him into Avengers. <laughs> like, like Infinity I War. They do a good job of making it seem like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, like the street level stuff. Daredevil is not quite there for, like, the <laughs> the fight at, like, the um, airport. That's what I'm just thinking. Could they fight in the airport? Daredevil, probably not. I feel no. like you just get swatted away. Yeah. yeah. Jessica Jones, she's really strong, but swatted away. Maybe. The super I feel like she could have I mean, fought yeah, there. She'll get, she'll get yeah. She could have fought She could have, like, one punch at least. But I mean, Luke Cage could literally just... I don't know. The fact that, like, Black Widow was there and that's the Hawkeye true. were there. That's, yeah. that's a good point. Maybe I mean, even could've... Daredevil could have yeah. been okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been okay. <laughs> but Luke Cage especially. Oh, he, Luke Cage would have He would have been, like, top three. Beefing, yeah. He would have been top three. Yeah, he would have been pretty good nice. there. But they're, guys, they're, like, established. They're just... He just... He's just doesn't know what he... But yeah, he guess he learned to fight in the, the prison and before that with the boxing and stuff. So they did that little backstory uh, um one uh, thing that we'll say about that uh that georgia um section of of the of the show um did you guys totally see it coming when <laughs> the doctor like they destroyed his little thing and his computer and i'm like he totally copied the 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 thumb drive he's got all the files now you guys did nothing and then like <laughs> two seconds later he like puts his computer back together and he's like i've got all the files now you guys did nothing. Yeah, they, they did not do a good job of destroying his computer. I was like, Luke Cage, yeah. oh, you're so dumb. <laughs> well, like, that I was mean, just that IT guy in me. I'm like, no, Luke Cage, put that in the microwave, man. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, well, in, in his defense, I mean, after going through that excruciating acid bath, he probably wasn't thinking straight. He was like, oh, I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that made me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, I did not like that scene. <laughs> 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 Yeah. I did not enjoy that. Uh, I also like that uh, the callback of his old costume, which looks mad ridiculous, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, and he's he, just like, it's fucking ugly. He looks <laughs> like a damn fool. That's not what he yeah. said, Carl. <laughs> look like well, I know that. You look like know. a damn fool. I mean, he, he kind of did look like a modern slave in that kind of getup. Sure so did. I was like, yeah, I'm glad, they, <laughs> I'm glad they nixed that. How did you feel about all the using of the N-word? I appreciated it. It added to the authenticity. Yeah, it was very authentic. And, yeah. and, I, and I like the fact that each character had a, had different feelings towards the world. Yeah, like, like, that was yeah. very complex. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. Like Luke Cage didn't, doesn't care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was that one scene where that one kid tried to shoot him in the back oh, of the head. Oh, that scene was really intense. That was yeah. a really good scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're going to call me that in front of one of our you know, famous heroes, like Christmas Chris- Addison. Yep. I believe he was the one. He was the guy that was killed at the Boston Massacre, correct? Yeah, he was yeah. the first casualty. First casualty of the yeah. Revolutionary War. Yep. Yep, and then you had other characters like uh, Cottonmouth, who, who says it like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite so. scene of the entire show, I think, was when he said, "Oh, you think you're a uh, ha- the, uh, Harlem's Captain America?" Oh. N word, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really, really. I laughed. I did laugh at that. Mm-hmm. Just the way. If, he just, if Luke Cage oh. was cool, he would have been like, "Yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally am. I could actually beat up Captain America. Yeah, if I'm I tried. actually oh. way cooler than Captain America." Yeah. And, and also too, I like the fact that they they, they brought up like um, I, th- I forgot who brought it up, but I said like like I think it was either Cottonmouth or Luke Cage or somebody said that. Do you think somebody like the Avengers would ever show up here in Harlem, you know, or something something to that effect? Like 
like those characters, like they're they're all about like international or cosmic threats. They would yeah. they would not show their white asses in Harlem, <laughs> except for maybe Tony Stark. Well, he would show up in Queens for Spider Man, but that was it. That's as far as he goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, Luke Cage is a true truly a man of the people. Captain America would not set foot there. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. Wrap it up for me, guys. Give me your 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 feeling, your real feelings, your final thoughts here on Luke Cage. I would say so for me for just ranking them real quickly. Daredevil season one because mm-hmm. it was the first one. And I just love Daredevil. These are my favorites. Luke Cage season uh, one, and then Jessica Jones Daredevil season two, and then we'll see what happens with Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. I think Daredevil season two is too many ninja. Too way too many ninja. Yeah, um, I think the binging made it difficult because it was just one, like episode after episode after episode. But Luke Cage, speaking as a white man, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I loved it a lot. <laughs> like I, 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 I'm glad that they got their platform to do that. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm glad that there is a black superhero who's literally bulletproof. Like you said, it's a, it's a powerful statement. Yeah, yeah, very powerful statement. And I'm glad. I'm really glad that Marvel gave them the freedom and and yeah. didn't interfere to to let them do that and you know come through with their creative vision and actually realize it. I can see a lot of studios saying, Ugh. "Oh yeah, so, absolutely." I'm yeah. really glad that they did that. Um, he, I. I've been looking. For, I've never really read Luke Cage, but I want to now, mm-hmm. especially some of the heroes for hire stuff. And just yeah, I've read back. some of his Avengers stuff, and he's yeah, that's really the stuff good I really want to see. That's the stuff that I've read. Like that's where most of my Luke Cage. Uh, more, that's more recent. From. He's been yes, in the Avengers. Been, yeah, yeah. I want to get into yeah, the, he led the oh, Avengers. Man, I his stuff too as well. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. He's he. That he is close. Like I really enjoyed Daredevil season one, but Luke Cage is close to eclipsing the character itself. Mm-hmm. And in some way, Mike, he actually might actually be number one for me in the Netflix series. Maybe even the entire MCU. He's like he's legit. I just really enjoyed him a lot. And yeah. Mike Coulter nailed it. Yep. And Luke Cage is just cool as the other side of the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so cool. <laughs> he, is, he is fresh as lettuce. <laughs> he really is. Victor, um, I like the show a hell of a lot. Um, if I had to rank it, um, I would say it's my third favorite of the MCU shows. Jessica Jones being number one, and, and both se- both seasons of Daredevil my second favorite. Going against the green, yeah. And Luke Cage is a close third. Um, Iron Fist is a tough act to follow. Um, I I loved I loved a lot of things about it. The soundtrack. I love the fact that each episode is named after a Gangstar song. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That was yeah. cool. Um, uh, awesome performances across the board, and. Um, uh, I, I can't wait to see more of this character. I, I'm I'm so glad that this that this feels like not only a part of the MCU, but it feels like very much its own thing. I love mm-hmm. the authenticity, and um, and you know even even I, I would recommend this show even for non MCU fans. Like they would actually they'll I think I think I feel like people who even aren't maybe casual fans or even not fans of the superhero genre at all will get a lot out of this show. I do hope eventually they will start tying it in a little bit more with the movie stuff. I know that's a bit, there's a big separation there, but hopefully even a little bit of something in Defenders or Infinity War, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, the soundtrack was what really spoke to me, you know, what really sucked mm-hmm. me in. Um, I was already excited just to see it. Like that, I when the first Friday that it came out, like I watched one episode and I'm like, okay, I need to watch more, but I had my cousin's birthday party and I'm sitting at my, at the party like, I really need to be home watching <laughs> watching more Luke Cage. So then I continue to binge watch it. My computer, um, Netflix crashed on me while I'm trying to watch it. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. I know some people who, like you said, who are not even into the MCU, but uh, they are getting into just Luke Cage. And I'm still recommending them 
to recommending um Daredevil and Jessica Jones to them also just so they can really get the whole story in. But yeah, I just definitely like recommend it. I even recommend listening to the soundtrack as well. Oh yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, to me, Luke Cage is my number one Marvel Netflix show. It is my absolute favorite, even though the last couple of episodes were kind of weak um, from episode like eight, nine to 13. The the show definitely got weaker um, as the Diamondback storyline, uh, you know, unfolded. He was a really weak villain, so uh, mm. they, they they have some work to do for season two. But Just, if this was perfect, you know, they wouldn't have anything to work towards. So I'm looking forward to what they do uh, in season two, and hopefully they learn from the mistakes that they made here yeah. uh, and, and improve it and just make it an overall great season. I feel like, like I said, episodes one through six, perfect. After that, it was good, but not great. Yeah, it's also a, thing a little tough because he's a he has super duper powers yeah. and to do like the street level stuff it's tough yeah. to get a villain that will rise up to him right so. I thought those Judas bullets were a, yeah. were a good uh, way to introduce oh, real yeah. danger into yeah. the show uh, we didn't go into that but um, that was a really cool way to bring the incident um, you know yep. from Avengers 1 into the street level uh, and, and make it have a real impact in, in everyday real life yep. uh, for, for these people and the fact that those bullets could actually hurt and now cops Luke can use Cage. them right yeah and they so could so hurt probably like, Captain America game changer yeah in yeah, more than sure. yeah more than just the street level I mean, stuff that could right, be regular changed. bullets can hurt Captain America but these will hurt him even more. Right. But the funny thing is, the alien guns didn't even hurt him in the movie in Avengers. Well, it did hurt him, but it didn't kill him or anything. Oh, uh, man. Mean, Justin Hammer engineered them to explode, okay? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my, my favorite. Definitely my favorite show. I think it would be that. Daredevil season one would be number two for me. Then Jessica Jones, then Daredevil season two. Mm-hmm. I feel like Daredevil season two is the weakest one out of the bunch. Yeah, I would say so. And yeah, I think down the road we'll have the Defenders uh, episode, and then we'll do... Or Iron Fist, excuse oh, me. Sure, and yeah. then Defenders, I think we might just do a straight episode, one, you know, from start to finish Defenders, and just kind of wrap up the Netflix yeah. into that first phase for sure. I like it. Carlbert, you got a question of the week out there? Um, I actually got a few things. Uh, Brad actually, uh, our friend Brad actually mentioned better than Jessica Jones, but that isn't saying much. The acting is horrible, and the way that a lot of the scenes play out is unrealistic. A lot of cliche lines, and it doesn't fall, it doesn't flow at all. The thing, the only thing that was decent is the fighting. Storyline is okay. I haven't finished it yet. Maybe it'll improve as it goes on. We're talking about Luke Cage so, here. Yeah. So, of course it doesn't make... It's a superhero show. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> what are you trying to get out of that? So last week's question of the week was, what was your all-time favorite movie line? Um, shout out to Bella Ari on Instagram, Ariana Arias. Um, hers was, you're killing me, Smalls. That is a good one. That is a good one. I do say that, too, which is good. Yeah. yeah. And then at Orb's Box, which is Aubrey from our friends at the Party Nerds, was... You guys will probably appreciate this one the most. May the force be with you. Nothing compare. Nothing can compare that for me. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. I agree. So uh, next one. Which movie death affected you the most? Mufasa. Mufasa. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Mufasa. Yeah. Mufasa was really rough. Mm. Uh, Enough yeah. said. Yeah. I, I, I got to think about this one. It was definitely not Mufasa. Um, Victor's seen a lot of death <laughs> in film, you see. <laughs> he has to go through um, a really long back catalog. Which terminal <laughs> cancer patient was it, Vic? <laughs> uh, which movie movie character death affected me the most? Um, you, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take that back. Mufasa was definitely one that affected me. Terminator from Terminator 2. Thumbs up. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. 
That sucked. Like that. That's a good one. That's a, that is a good one. Uh, but Mufasa's Mufasa. like one one A. Yeah, I'm it's one A and one and one A. I'm gonna stay with Mufasa. Yeah, me mm. too. Uh, I I, w- I wouldn't say affected me the most, but just one off the top of my head was a uh, Hillary Swank and Million Dollar Baby. That was pretty tough. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll agree with that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I might think I'm trying to think about, but the, the first one that popped in my head was immediately Mufasa. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Without even Your thinking son about it, watched it. Clearly, yeah. well, yeah. well, when I watched it when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's sad. Let's move on." <laughs> I want to. I want to have no soul. He man. he did not have a brain tumor. You see, that so right. Victor yeah, was yeah. not feeling it. <laughs> if he did, it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everyone thoughts. We're I I appreciate even uh, your friend there did not like that as much as we did, which is yeah. fine. I like getting I appreciate uh, different a opinions. Opinion, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, let us know why. Uh, Cody from podcast gmail.com um, found us on Facebook Twitter Cody podcast and we're uh, putting our episodes up on YouTube it's a it's a bit of a process getting them uh, converted over and some of our other content we got Vic's new uh, pod, uh, podcast channel for the movie reviews dropping pretty soon yeah yeah <laughs> be on the lookout for <laughs> be on the lookout for that in November uh, but you still got me uh, doing my Uncharted so if you want to stream along with that or watch that they're, they're pretty fun uh, really good games and like I said it's me yelling a lot but I'll try to be a little more active if I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, the big thing, the five-star reviews, it really helps us get noticed, uh, climb up the charts, and really appreciate it. iTunes, find us everywhere. Cordish on Podcast. Later, nerds. Later. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.